0: You're listening to a message from Highway Church, entitled, Bread of Life, Part 4 of 4. Enjoy. We are concluding today, this is the fourth message of 4, in a series entitled, Bread of Life. And we're talking about something that's very close and very important to the heart of God. And something that's very important to me and to you. And that's your health. <laughs> your health is important to God. And it's important to us, and it should be. Because God has provided health for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And what we've been doing, we've been spending time looking at Jesus. Because if you listen to what other people say and, and, and to man's theology, and uh, you can get very confused. But if you'll just look at Jesus you'll see that healing is a major part of who he is. We looked at Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, and we saw that healing, it was and is a major part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. So we established that clearly in our first couple messages, and Jesus said in John 6, verse 48, I am the bread of life. Yeah, not the bread of death. Not the bread of sickness or disease, but the bread of life. We even looked at the definition of that word in in Vines Expository Dictionary of New Testament terms, and we found that word life as a powerful word, zoe. He said, I'm the bread of life in the absolute sense, life as God has it. We found that Jesus came to give us life in the absolute sense, life as God has it. And we saw in Acts that his disciples continued what he began. And we saw an angel come from, sent from God appear to Peter and John uh, that had commissioned them to tell the people all the words of this life as God has it this life in the absolute sense. And then we then we moved from we first established that it's clearly the will of God for you to be well. And then we move from that into how to receive that. Well, if it's God's will for me to be healthy, how do I become healthy? How do I receive healing? This life that Christ came to give us, even though it's the will of God, it is not automatic. And we went over that, that this life that Christ came to give is received through faith. And faith is being sure and certain. How can you have faith to be forgiven if you don't know it's God's will to forgive you? You can't. Faith in Bible, Bible faith, the biblical faith that I'm speaking of is being 100% sure and certain. Just as you know, two and two are four. You've got to know it's God's will to heal you. There can be no uncertainty. We remove that uncertainty by looking at Jesus. The doubts fade the confusion dissipates when we focus on him and him alone. Not our life experience, not religious theology, but just Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, let's put that scripture up there. Jesus said something very important. He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And forceful men lay hold of it. What is he talking about? Why forceful? Why do you forcefully have to lay hold of what God has provided for you? Because we're in enemy territory. You have an adversary. He's the one that's behind all the controversy and confusion regarding God's will. We're in enemy territory. You have an adversary. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 10, let's put that up there, verse 10. Look at this. He said, the thief does not come except to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. That describes Satan's, Satan's agenda right there. And guess who he wants to do that to? You, right? And me. Because <laughs> we're the object of God's love and his affection. See? I have come, Jesus came, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we find that Jesus needed to come for us so that we could live this kind of life because there's an opposing force in the earth. Jesus referred to Satan as the prince of this world three times in John. Paul called him the God of this world. And oftentimes I've heard religious leaders and churches accuse God of things that Satan was doing. (laughs) Do you know God has been accused with religious theology of child abuse? People, I, I just read online, someone talking about the blessings of being sick. I had to shake my head. Do you know that there's nothing good about being sick? See, when you focus on Jesus, you realize what's really good and what's really bad. And they'll say that God will use sickness to teach us something. Can you imagine, I'm a dad, if I got a disease... In a, in a, what do you call it, a, a syringe, and injected it into my child to teach them something. What would that be? Twisted, perversion, child abuse, whatever you want to call it, right? But religion has accused God of the same thing and taken sickness and tried to make it into something that we should endure or experience in this earth. Jesus never taught that. The Bible doesn't teach that. Jesus said the thief comes, that sickness is from him. Sickness is a part of the curse of sin, and Jesus came to redeem us from that. I never heard that growing up, and boy, was I sick. Had a lot of issues. Romans. Uh, actually, let's look at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 28. This is straight from the Bible. It says, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. He's anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power to do what? To go about doing good, right? And healing. So healing is good according to the Bible. It's not sickness, not going about making people sick, going about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by who? Where's sickness come from? The sure, the curse of sin, Satan, he's behind it all, right? Of course, of course. So he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. This kind of talk can make religious people really mad, all right? It made people mad at Jesus. God was with Jesus to heal people. Romans chapter 12, verse 9, let's go there. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. I like this word. Abhor. That's a powerful word. It means to loathe, to hate. Hate what? What is evil. Sickness is evil. Cling, powerful word. It means to, to hold steadfastly and never let go. To wrap yourself around that thing. Cling to what is good. Health is good. See, a thief tries to steal from you what belongs to you. Health belongs to you through faith in Jesus Christ. You've got to grab a hold of that truth and don't let anyone take it away from you, all right? You you can't compromise with sickness. Don't try and manage it. You've got to be resolute and forceful, like Jesus said. You've got to kick it out of your life. Make up your mind that this is not God's will for me. Jesus came that I may have life and life abundantly. So now we're getting back to receiving it, all right? So the nature of this faith, it seizes Bible faith, Jesus' faith. It's forceful, not against people. We don't hate or abhor people. We hate sin. We hate the things of the enemy. See, we, our enemy is Satan and the demons in his army, right? Not people. So we abhor what is evil. We treat sickness like what it is, a criminal, right. yes. not a friend. If you treat a criminal like a friend, you're going to get messed up, right? right? We, do, we treat sickness for what it is. And we saw last time, and we're not going to look there, Mark chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 15, we saw examples of this Bible faith of two women that just grabbed a hold of Jesus and would not let go until they were made well. Right? So let's get into receiving now. And we're not gonna we don't spend much time reviewing the previous message. I encourage you to go to highwaychurch.us forward slash podcast. And it's all free right there. Okay, every message. Highwaychurch.us forward slash podcast and get the last three messages all right, and go through the Word. Get your Bible, listen to that podcast, it's all free, and just go through the Scriptures yourself so that you can experience the health that Christ came to give you. So God's got a recipe for wholeness. How do we receive this? We know it's God's will now, regardless of what any any religious leader might say. And we said last week, it's very simple. God's recipe for your health is very simple. Speak His Word with your mouth and believe it in your heart. That's it. Speak his word with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Religion makes this so confusing and so difficult, but Jesus has made it so simple. Speak with your mouth and believe with your heart. Verse 8 of Romans chapter 10 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. How near? It's in your mouth. And it's in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth, not someone else's, only you can do this, Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now religion, we said last week, has a definition for that word saved. It says, mean that word means going to heaven someday. Uh. Wrong answer. We looked at last week what the word saved mean. It's the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O. The same word that when the woman touched Jesus with the issue of blood, she was healed and Jesus said, your faith has sozo, has saved you. Some translations say has made you whole. The same word is used here. The same word in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And God, uh, excuse me, that if you confess your mouth, Jesus, you will be sozo. You will be made whole. The Bible definition of saved is to be whole. At Highway Church, we want to realize that and cultivate that understanding that when we see saved in the Bible, it means to be made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. Jesus came to make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. All right, you've got to know that. Sozo, Uh, verse 10, for with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Notice it's not with the head, with the heart. With the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. But that's not enough. With the mouth, he confesses or speaks, resulting in salvation. The same with soteria, soteria. Sozo and soteria, those are the two Greek words predominantly used for saved and salvation, mean the same thing, wholeness. So in my heart, I study the Word of God, and I realize it's God's will by looking at Jesus for me to be well. But it's not enough just to to believe that in here. I've got to speak it here. So I begin to speak to my body. Say, body, you are well in Jesus' name. With the stripes that wounded Jesus, you have been made whole. And that's why Jesus in John 6, 63, let's go there. We're giving you scriptures. I don't want you to think this is my idea. I have no desire to give you any kind of religious philosophy or religious theology. I want you to look to Jesus and him only. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Not man's religion. We're all about Jesus at Highway Church, all right? So we're looking at Jesus, John six sixty three. He says, it's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The what? Words. The words that I have spoken. Jesus spoke. His words alone are spirit and are life. Amen. Jesus goes right to the heart of the issue. Physical health is a spiritual matter. Sickness is ultimately a spiritual thing. Everything we see came from the realm of the spirit. Man doesn't understand that. You can't understand spiritual things with the carnal mind. It takes faith in the word of God. When you put your faith in the words of Christ, the real truth behind what you see becomes known. And you see that sickness is not from him. That sickness ultimately is a spiritual thing. And in order to be set free from it, we need spirit and life. We need a spiritual solution. The spiritual solution are the words of Jesus Christ. His words are spirit and our life. So we treasure the words of Jesus. Because it's through His words that we experience the life that He came to give us. So we speak the words of Christ with our mouth. We believe them in our heart and we speak them with our mouth to our body. Let's look at Proverbs chapter four. You'll hear a lot of word at Highway Church for this very reason. Proverbs chapter four, verses 20. And I give these to you so you'll take them. Go look at them yourself. Meditate on them. Get them inside of you. Let them become real to you in your own heart. Okay. Proverbs chapter four. My son, attend to my words. Why? They're spirit and life, right? Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Next verse. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of the heart. Why? Because you're in enemy territory. Right, His word is the protection you need to live a victorious life. Look at this. For they are, what? Life. Boy, God's all about life, isn't he? Isn't that amazing? Life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. God's word, that word health there in the Hebrew means medicine. It means the cure, the remedy. We could read that like this. His words are the medicine the cure and the remedy to our flesh. Wow. His words are the medicine for our flesh. My, oh my. So we speak Proverbs 18, 21. Let's pull that one up there. One more. Proverbs 18, 1. Then we're going to practice this. Death and life are in God's sovereign hands. Is that what that says? That's what religion teaches, that everything happens is God's will. The Bible doesn't teach that. Don't you ever believe that? The Bible teaches that God's will is revealed through Jesus Christ. If you want to know the will of God, you've got to look at Jesus. Jesus spent his time on earth rebuking sickness, rebuking storms, rebuking things that weren't of God. Jesus illustrated to us that everything that happens on the earth is not God's will. We're in enemy territory. In fact, he said to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would we need to do that? Because his will is not automatically done on earth. So you've got to make up your mind that his will is going to be done in your life, right? So death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whose tongue? Ours, right? Yours. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. They're going to say it, right? So what we say has everything to do with the health of our bodies. And I'll hear so many people without realizing the way they talk, not realizing that they are, their, their words are a detriment to their physical health. Well, my mom had this, and my grandma had this, and, it, you know, and now I've got it. And there's not much they can do for it. And they just kind of figure they're going to have to live that way. And, and I, I can relate to that. I come from a medical family, and I, I had a bunch of stuff running in my family, but I won't have any of it That's right. because the blood of Jesus Christ has made me new. And I learned that by looking to Jesus. So let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. We practiced this last week. We're just going to speak the Word of God with our mouth. And we're going we're gonna to believe it with our heart, to our own body. So this is just to you, from you to your body, okay? And these scriptures, we're not going to go we over them last week. For this, this little confession, what I've done is just go through and find promises of God in the Word, and I'd speak them to my body. I started doing this about 18 years ago, and, and, and we became healed of everything I ever had. From a new disc in my spine to all kinds of respiratory issues, just by doing what I'm going to share with you right now. I first had to establish that it was God's will for my life, and then I began to speak it. It's that simple. All right, so here we go. This is from Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, Isaiah 53, 5, Isaiah 26, 3 in the message, John 7, 38, then Proverbs 3, verses 7 and 8. So I'm just going to, I'm going to say something, I'm going to speak to my body, and you just repeat after me, and you speak to your body. Are you ready? Body, with the stripes that wounded Jesus, you have been healed. Jesus himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses, and by his wounds, you have been healed. Body. Jesus himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses and with the stripes that wounded Jesus you have been healed with the stripes that wounded Jesus you are healed I am the healed of God body you are healthy and strong feet you are healthy and strong ankles you are healthy and strong Knees, you are healthy and strong. Hips, you are healthy and strong. Spine, you are healthy and strong. Neck, you are healthy and strong. Heart, you are healthy and strong. Circulatory system, you're healthy and strong. Immune system, you're healthy and strong. Jesus Himself, took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. And with the stripes that wounded Jesus, we have been healed. Body, you are healed and healthy. Healthy and strong. Full of life. Rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body. Rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body I am strong and healthy full of the life of God I am strong and healthy full of the life of God God. now what we just did should not be strange to you chances are it might be because you haven't learned to do this by going to church but you should have I did not, growing up in the church I grew in, not finding fault with anyone, just letting you know there's life available to you through speaking with your mouth and believing with your heart. I've seen Christians over the years criticize this, thinking it's some kind of cultish behavior or a new age philosophy. It's not. What we just did is the ABCs of Jesus. Basic Bible. God told Joshua in the Old Covenant to meditate in the Word day and night. We just read that in Proverbs, right? Keep my Word. What that word meditate meant in the Hebrew was to say softly to yourself over and over again. So let's, to receive the healing God has provided for you, use your mouth and your heart. Speak to your body. This is greater than any genetic thing. It's greater than any injury. It's greater than any missing body part. There are no limits to what the Word of God can do. Your condition is not beyond His provision. Isn't that good? Yes. Never. It's never beyond His provision. Let's grow stronger in this right now. So as we speak the Word of God with our mouths and believe it in our heart. Now Satan's going to tell you you're crazy. and say, look at you. You're talking to yourself. But what does he, what he say matters? Right, This is what God's instructed us to do, to speak the word of God with our mouth and believe it in our heart. Speak with our mouth and and believe it in our heart. Right, The believing in our heart gives us that righteousness. The speaking with our mouth gives us that wholeness. Okay? Got to do both. What we believe has got to come out here. And if what's coming out here isn't in line with the word, change it. (laughs) Replace it with the word. Okay, so you got, you want the words of Jesus to come out here like we just did. So as we do that, it helps us to keep our mind on Him. Let's look at Isaiah 26.3. What's the benefit of keeping your mind on Him? Well, look what it says. People with their minds set on you, what do you do? You keep what? In the Hebrew, that's shalom, shalom. Two words, means perfect wholeness and prosperity. See, when you hear the real Bible, it like it rattles your brain. What? This should be commonplace. Every believer should be strong in this. But the enemy's tried to keep this from us. But the day is over. Highway church is here. All right? People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole. Shalom, shalom. Perfectly whole. Untroubled, undisturbed, well being. So when I speak. The Word of God with my mouth and believing in my heart, it helps me to keep my mind stayed on Him, and there's the result. Right? Keeps me whole. Okay? So not only does it help me to keep my mind on Him, it helps me to be led by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's see. Give you an example out of my life. Um, keep in mind that this is a relationship. Walking with God is a relationship. The Bible is not a list of do's and don'ts. That's man's theology. Give you a bunch of things you should do and shouldn't do. Jesus said, love God, love people. That's that. Okay? That's all, everything summed up right there. So when I'm speaking with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart, it awakens my spirit to the leading of the spirit in my life. So I'll give you an idea. Uh, I'll give you an example from my life. And so as I was learning this 18 years ago, um, I began to grow strong. I began to receive healing from all kinds of things that I had. And as the years went on, you know, years later, uh, there would be times, I, we all have weaknesses. And one of my weaknesses is, is working too hard. Just, just going after something and not quitting. And wearing myself out to the point of exhaustion. I've done that before where I was so tired I just passed out. And God began to deal with me about that. And so when I said, as I'm speaking the word and confessing it with my mouth, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and says, you need to go to bed earlier. <laughs> yeah, you need to get more rest. Well, I'm sharing with you because this is relationship. So sometimes there are things we're doing in our life that aren't good for us. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you about that. I'm not talking about like a, may- there, usually it's just a little shift, like going to bed earlier. I, that may not be for you, but it was for me at that time. This was years ago. Then another time, he said to me, you need to drink more water. <laughs> because I wasn't drinking much water, you know. Simple little thing. Just simple little practical things. Not, you know, you need to go search for some strange organic food. You need to ch- Not all that stuff. Just a little simple. Go to bed earlier, drink more water. See, this is a relationship. God will speak to you. He knows where you're at. And if he doesn't say that to you, then don't do it. That was just for me at that time in my life. See, he knows what you need. And he'll encourage you and he'll lead you in that direction. But it comes as you're, as you're staying on the word. As you stay on the word, the Lord will guide you into health. He'll guide you into the strength you need. It's just a little shift. A little might be a little shift. But the primary thing is your mind is stayed on him. and your And your mouth is speaking his word. Because that's where the life comes from. All right, let's get into the last thing, and then we're going to wind this thing up. So we're speaking the word of God with our mouths. We're believing it with our heart. And, and another dimension of that is praise and worship. Okay? And let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. And this is, people don't, oftentimes don't understand how important it is to worship God. And we use music here, but that's just one way. Worshiping God is it, it's just loving him. It's expressing your gratitude to him. It's it's giving your whole life to him. It's submitting to all that he is. Right? So in Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21, this is out of the amplified. It says, No unbelief or distrust made him waver. Who's it talking about right there? Do you know? Yeah, Abraham. God spoke to Abraham, said you're going to have a son. And Abraham was physically beyond the age of childbearing. His wife was too. Had no child. All right? But it says here that no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. See, the promises of God are beyond what we can do in our natural strength. God has plans for you that are beyond what, what practical means can do. It requires supernatural power and life that only he can give you, and he wants to give that to you. So it says concerning the promise of God. Has God given you any promises? Is there anything he's spoken to your heart and you haven't seen the fulfillment of it yet? I mean, there's a whole mess of them in the Bible. But there are sometimes God will speak to your heart about something specific in your life, about where you're to work or about what you're to do next week. Okay? So, concerning the promise of God, it looked impossible. Physically speaking, it was impossible. But he grew strong. How? He grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Wow. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised? Are you fully satisfied and fully assured that God is able to fulfill his promise to you? Well, you get that way by speaking the word with your mouth and believing in your heart. See? So he Abraham, the father of the faith, grew strong in faith by giving praise and glory to God. That goes right with speaking the word with your mouth and, and believing in your heart. There are times I'll say, I might feel lousy. I'll say, God, I thank you that I'm healed and whole and healthy and strong. I give you praise that your life is flowing through my body, that who you are is greater than anything in this world, and I worship you, and I lift you up for your life reigning in my body, for your life. Life reigning in my family. See, that's worshiping God, and what comes? Strength comes. I'm empowered by faith. I'm empowered by, by the Holy Spirit. It quickens me as I focus on the Word and worship Him. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. We become strong in faith by giving glory to God. Isn't that awesome? It'll change the way you worship when you realize this. Philippians chapter four, verse four says, Rejoice in the Lord always. That's a 24-7 deal. See when you're riding on your bike. Right? Yeah. When you're riding in your car, on your horse, wherever you're riding on. Right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Gladden yourselves in Him, not in your circumstances, not in what you don't have or wish you would have, but in Him. You rejoice in him. You make yourself praise him. You make yourself worship him. And what's the benefit of that? Go to, go to Proverbs, Even Proverbs uh, 17, 22. A cheerful heart, rejoice in the Lord always. A cheerful heart is good medicine. The Hebrew literally says causes good healing or brings about healing. Rejoicing in the Lord brings about healing. A cheerful heart is good healing, healing, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. That's where the devil wants to take you, to depression, discouragement. He wants to put you down. Why? Because when you're down, you don't have the spiritual power to overcome what's coming against you. But when you choose to rejoice in him, God will pick you up. God will strengthen you, and the life that's in him begins to flow through you, and you, you overcome that thing. Okay? So let's practice this. All right? Let's just practice this. We practice speaking the word of God with our mouths, believing it with our heart. See, we just want you to do this. It's not about hearing a good message. It's about living this thing. It's about experiencing God's amazing love. So while we're together, I want to go through this with you so you can do this on your own. Okay? So in, in Psalms chapter 103, let's, we're gonna, these are the scriptures we're going we're to go, we're going to look at. Look at this. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. He's talking to himself. Is that goofy? No. You have to do it if you want the life God came to give you. You have to. It, it, because we're in enemy territory. If you don't talk to yourself, the devil sure will. And other people sure will. They've got all kinds of things to say about us, don't they? Right? But you change that. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. All my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are his benefits? He forgives how many of your sins? All. Is that for everybody? Yeah. yeah. All your sins. And what? Heals. Heals all your diseases. This is just Bible. I didn't write this. Who redeems your life from the pit. That word means destruction. And crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed. God wants to renew your youth. Don't buy into the world's concept of aging. Don't do it. It's not Bible. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What was what Joshua and Caleb was, what, 85? When he, took, when he took the land, when he went into war and defeated an army. At 85, he said, I'm as strong as I was when I was 40. 40 years ago, I'm going to take the land now. See, the world will tell you that as you get older, you've got to have pains. You've got to, you know, then then there's Alzheimer's. No, don't you buy that for a second. Don't you buy that for a second. God has provided life for you all your days. All your days. Eden, we've got to jump to a scripture here right along those lines. It's uh, Psalm 67. Uh, Excuse me, Psalm uh, 92, Eden. I want to show this to you. Psalm 92, verse 12. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I Amen. keep going, eat, Planted in the house of the Lord. They'll flourish in the courts of our God again. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. Have you ever seen a tree that's full of sap and very green? Go back there, he. That's you at 93. Full of sap. Very fresh. Amen. Fresh. See, this is, you don't hear this enough. You need to hear it. Amen. Yes. It will change everything. Full of sap and very green. So with Psalm 103, let's look at uh, Exodus 23, verse 25. Stay with me. Exodus 20, look at this. Worship the Lord God and what will happen? His blessing will be on your food and water. I'll take away sickness from among you. Oh, yeah. Do you see a connection between worshiping Him and health? Absolutely. Amen. Motivates you when you come into worship, right? Uh, Psalm 119.93. I will never forget your commandments. Okay. Look at this. For you have used them to restore my joy Amen. and health. You, just Bible. Hallelujah. It's just Bible. Joy and health going together. How important it is to rejoice in Him. Yeah. And, and how about Psalm 23.1 out of the Amplified? The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack, what? Anything. Any good thing. Psalm 34 says, those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. It's just that simple. All right? So now let's do this. Let, let's just worship God right now. And let's and, 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 uh, just, just say a few scriptures right now. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. You've sent your word. Sent your word. And, you've and you've healed us. You put my sicknesses, put my, sicknesses my diseases my disease. on, your son, on your son Jesus. And with the stripes that wounded Jesus, that wound I have been healed. Have been totally healed. healed totally. From the top of my hand. To the soles of my feet, inside and out, rivers of living water flow through every cell of my body. Rivers of life flow constantly through me. I am the healed of God. You have redeemed me. You have saved me. Let's just worship Him for it. Thank You, Father. We thank You for saving us, for healing us, for making us whole. We thank You that Your life is flowing through us. We thank You that all that You are reigns in our bodies. You did it through Jesus, Lord. Soul, praise Him. Body, worship Him. Give Him glory and give Him honor. Thank You, Father. You've done it. You've healed us and delivered us and set us free. You've redeemed us from sickness. You've redeemed us from the curse. And we give You praise for it, Lord. We worship you and magnify your name. We give you the glory. Let's just stand to our feet and praise him. Come on. We love you Lord. We bless your name. We give you glory and thank you for new life in you. We open up our mouths and declare your glory. We worship you and praise you. You forgive all of our sins. You healed all our diseases. You've redeemed our life from destruction and crowned us with love and compassion. You satisfy our desires with good things and our youth is renewed like the eagles. We lift you up that your saving health would be known to all generations, Lord God. And we thank you for it and we worship you and we bless your name and give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be unto God forevermore. Glory and praise and honor and power be unto you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now we're whole. Now we're strong. Now we're healed in Jesus' name. There's no more waiting. You've done it, and we thank you for it. We have received it, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, if, there, if you're dealing with anything in your body, whatever it might be, whether it's through a sickness or disease or an injury or what genetic, whatever it is, I want to encourage you right now to open your heart to the Spirit of God and just receive His life in your body right now. So if that's you, we'll close our eyes and we'll just receive right now. Father, anyone in this room that's reaching out to you right now, I pray that you would quicken them by your Holy Spirit, that they would no longer look at their life experience or, or listen to what other people have said, that right now they'd look to you, the healer, and receive your life in their bodies right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Eden, I want to look at one more scripture and then we're going to close. Look at this. It's Psalm 67. Psalm 67, the old covenant here. God be merciful unto us. Bless us. Cause his face to shine upon us. Next scripture. That thy way may be known upon earth. Look at that. Thy saving health among all nations. That's what God wants to be known. In your life. And as you experience it, it's going to be contagious, all right? That's what we're about here at Highway Church, the life of Jesus Christ, and you experiencing it in a very real way. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word that is health and life to our bodies. And we receive it, and we thank you for an amazing day in you because you're our Father. This concludes our series, Bread of Life. We pray that you would receive the life Christ came to give you by looking to Jesus. Speak His Word with your mouth and believe it in your heart. And let the Zoe life of Christ reign in you. In Jesus' name, amen.